0: Welcome into the Fumbling Punter Podcast. I'm your host, Devin Keeney. Go give us a follow on Twitter at Fumbling Punter or check out our website, FumblingPunter.com. So on today's show, I'm going to get into some Stanley Cup playoff talk, going to talk about the NBA playoffs and how they are a joke this year, and then get into a little baseball talk followed by some NFL talk on the end. So let's get into it. Happy Monday. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Everybody had a good start to their week. So since our last podcast, uh, the Washington Capitals have forced a game seven against the Pittsburgh Penguins, which I only assume is to further torment their fan base. And I can kind of laugh at this being a blues fan because, you know, we are the two most, two most tormented fan bases there are in sports right now. And uh, you know, Good for the Caps being able to push this to seven games. I just I I stick by my pick of I think that the Penguins are gonna advance to the Western Conference Finals. Although the Blues do get an additional second round pick if the Caps win, so it's not like I really have a dog in the race, other than that. And then the Blues got bounced out of the playoffs by the Nashville Predators, who stay insanely hot. And according to Oddshark.com the Nashville Predators are now the fav- betting favorites to win the Stanley Cup. So good for the Nashville Predators. Good for their fans. I tweeted uh, our guest and good friend Christopher Martell the other day and congratulated him and hit on his team's success. And I am working on a written piece right now that I think that you know you guys that are Blues fans, uh, maybe hockey fans in general, may enjoy. hope you get it up sometime tomorrow. But... I think that the Blues need to go get a game-changing center. I have someone in mind. If you all follow me extremely close on Twitter, you may have seen that interaction this morning. But I think that the Blues need somebody to feed Teresinko, feed the rest of the team, uh, own the face-off circle. I think that the Blues are missing something that's keeping them from being a championship-caliber team, and I think that that is a game-changing center. They need somebody to set everybody up. Everybody always talks about how good Vladimir Tarasenko would be with a true great center. And I think that, you know, as good as Vladdy is, you know, playing on lines with Yori Laterra, Paul Stastny, uh, Alexander Steen, I think if you've got a true game-changing center in that line with uh, Schwartz and Tarasenko, that that could make the Blues the most dangerous team out west right now. So hopefully that'll be up tomorrow, and you guys should go give that a read. Uh, again, that's fumblingpunter.com. So the NBA playoffs are going on right now. And the, play, the NBA playoffs have turned into just three months of waiting around for the Cavs and Warriors. There's no way around it. I mean, the Cavs haven't been challenged this year. The Warriors look like I'm recording this Monday night, and they're up at halftime against the Jazz, so they're going to sweep the Jazz uh Houston uh you know this is the next thing I want to get into Houston or San Antonio whoever wins that series I think that it'll be a win for them to take Golden State to six games and whoever wins the Boston Washington series I mean that's a super win for them if they can take LeBron to six games you know I don't think either of those two top or top teams the Cavaliers and the Warriors are either one in danger of not making the NBA Finals so basically I don't remember and I, I want I want you guys to comment on this uh, you know get on Twitter let me know what you think Do you remember a time uh, in your lifetime where the NBA playoffs have been so boring and it's just you're sitting around waiting for two teams even when the Lakers had their runs uh, you know when you think of uh, Kobe and Shaq Lakers, They had to run into uh, Vladdy Divac and the Kings every year, and those were tough series. The Lakers came out on top, but they were always very much contested. And, you know, I'm trying to think back. uh, You know, you could make the case for the Jordan-era Bulls, but during those six years, the two, three-year sets that they won their titles, it was them and then just everybody else. There was nobody quite. Playing with them, and of course, I was a little bit too young to remember all of that. But I just don't remember a time where it seems like the whole Eastern and Western Conference playoffs are just a waste of everyone's time. Like it's dwindled down. I think that a few years, you know, years back, uh, in when Greg Popovich, uh, David Robertson and or Robinson rather, and Tim Duncan won their title, their first title, the, they played the New York Knicks, who were an eighth seed out of the East. And so the first round mattered still back then. And then it came to be where the first round didn't matter at all. You know, you just wanted to watch the conference uh, semifinals, conference finals, and the NBA finals. And then it dwindled down further throughout the years to where you just wanted to watch the conference finals and the NBA finals. And now we've gotten led to a point of you just want to watch the NBA finals. And if you're Adam Silver and the NBA you really really have to be hoping for a great nba finals this year because if you know i don't i don't particularly see you know regardless of how well lebron's playing the cavaliers going out and sweeping the warriors but there is a chance that the warriors could go out and sweep the cavaliers and if they do you're talking about the worst playoffs in nba history and so you know they're proving right now the regular season didn't matter didn't matter for the Cavs. It didn't matter for LeBron. And these early round of the playoffs don't matter. The the, the entire Eastern and Wef, Western Conference playoffs don't matter. So if you get to a point where teams are so stacked that the NBA finals are boring, then I, I think that's a big problem for the NBA personally. Uh, so going forward, I think that, you know, you have the commissioner and the league has to find a, a little bit of balance, a little bit more parity in the NBA to make that a better watch for everyone. This whole super team thing, I think that that uh, Kevin Durant joining Golden State just kind of pushed it over the top a little bit. And I just think it's been bad for basketball. Unless you're a Warriors fan. I know a couple of you guys listening out there are Warriors fans, in which case, well, good for you. <laughs> so uh, one thing I think could change all of this is if Kevin Durant opts out of his contract – and go somewhere else. Because that could, you know, he's the probably the second, third, you know, he, second or third best player in the league right now behind LeBron, who is, as he's showing in the playoffs right now, head and shoulders above everyone else in the NBA. But Kevin Durant's two or three, you know. There's a couple of guys you could argue there. But there, are, I'm going to give you three places where Kevin Durant could land and it could change the entire landscape of the NBA playoffs or not just the NBA playoffs of the league in general. And I think all three are very real possibilities, so I'm going to get into this. Washington go home to play in DC with Bradley Beal, Otto Porter Jr., and John Wall. I think that if he if he goes there that you know, they have a, the, the Wizards would then have a legitimate chance to beat the Cavaliers and I think that as soon as Kevin Durant leaves the Warriors, they're not such heavy favorites. They're still really good. So if you're listening and you're thinking that I'm just talking trash on the Warriors, I'm not. They're still really good. They're still probably the one seed in the West. They're still going to win a lot of games without Kevin Durant. But it's not so insurmountable for every any other team to beat them. And that's what I'm getting at here. So if Kevin Durant joined the Washington Wizards, I think that they would be... I right there with the Cavaliers, if not maybe a step above the Cavaliers, even though, you know, LeBron James, like I said, right now is the best player in the NBA. Another uh, possibility for Kevin Durant that I would really like to see is to see him go back to Oklahoma City with Russ. I think that only happens if KD gets a ring in Golden State uh, for whatever reason. You know, he, I I think he needs that before he ever goes back to Oklahoma City. But they took they took the Warriors to seven games last year, and who knows what could have happened against the Cavs in the finals. So Russ and KD together, as we all know, are capable of winning a championship. So that changes the face of the NBA. And the last one I got here, and I I don't know, uh, you know, you talk about salary cap numbers, and I think that teams will find trades and ways to make things happen to get a superstar like Kevin Durant if he wants to be there. So the third possibility is teaming up with his old buddy James Harden in Houston. And with Mike D'Antoni's offense and the way that James Harden runs it and then throwing Kevin Durant into the mix, that's a pretty nasty team. I mean, that might be your betting favorite to win a title if Kevin Durant were to go to Houston and join James Harden. So those are my three spots that I think Kevin Durant could land and really shake up the NBA. Oklahoma City uh, going back to play with Russ, going to play with James Harden in Houston, or going home to Washington to play with the Wizards. So that's all of the NBA talk. Again, I could talk for the rest of the night about how LeBron is playing at a level we probably haven't seen in the NBA since Michael Jordan. Uh, he's locked in uh you know DeMar DeRozan said if we had LeBron we'd have swept the series I think if any team had LeBron in the east they'd sweep the conference semifinals but I mean I don't know we'll we'll talk more in a later date hopefully get some more uh, someone in to talk LeBron uh debate that I know uh at least one of our listeners is a big MJ guy but LeBron's still 31-32 so he's still got more rings to win so, on to a little bit of baseball action. The Cincinnati Reds clawed their way into first place in the NL Central, but it looks like if uh, the Yankees hold on tonight, the Cardinals have already won. The Cardinals would take that lead over again. They are currently tied with the Chicago Cubs. And I'm not sold on the Cardinals. So, uh, Lucas, if you're listening, uh, Lucas is our uh, baseball analyst uh for the fumbling punter and also a rabid Cubs fan. Uh, I don't think the Cardinals are better than the Cubs, but I think what the Cardinals, how quick they've been able to turn the season around, you know, they started off three and nine. So to go from three and nine uh, back to, I think they're 17 and 14 after tonight's uh, win. it it, it's a it's a step in the right direction and clearly they need some some outfielders to get healthy if they're going to maintain this pace and clearly the cubs are only going to get better throughout the summer so it's early but you know good for the reds to uh have held first place i didn't think they would after the first week of the season so good for the cincinnati reds good for the cardinals and cubs fans they'll get there trust me uh now on to our favorite segment rocky talk i think uh I think I may have to term this, and uh, I want to hear what you guys think. Uh, Calling our Rocky Talk segment uh, "Purple Rain," featuring the Colorado Rockies. <laughs> I I really enjoy that, as you guys know, we have been all in on the Rockies this year. Uh, so on Sunday, Mark Reynolds hit his eleventh home run of the season. The, he is absolutely crushing it, and I don't think that you know we're still not. The, so, some of the baseball insiders are starting to talk about the Rockies, but I don't think to the level that they're playing and the level that they could sustain for the rest of the season. I think they're a real threat uh to make the playoffs and make a run in the playoffs. Uh we've talked about that before, but it's nice to see Mark Reynolds, former Cardinal great, uh get, you know, be doing so well out there in Colorado in the light air. Uh talking about career resurgence, uh Ryan Zimmerman is having one heck of a career resurgence. Uh he entered Monday's play tied with Aaron Judge for the lead league in home runs. I don't know what more to say. Good for you, Ryan Zimmerman. I honestly, whenever Jordan left, I thought that Jordan Zimmerman was going to have the better career than his brother. But as it turns out, Ryan Zimmerman is doing quite well, switched over to play first base for the Washington Nationals, and they are still killing it. So I I've wanted to get in on this uh, for a while now. Uh, Talk about the – the Big Baller brand basketball shoes. $495 for Lonzo Ball's first shoe. Now, LeVar Levar famously said on Twitter that if you can't afford $495 for a pair of basketball shoes, then you're not, quote, a big baller. So (laughs) LeVar Ball, while he may be a questionable business mind, is the best hype guy in the world. Like I'd love to hire Lavar Ball to to pump the uh pump the fumbling punter. I mean, the guy knows how to get publicity, good or bad. Uh $495 for a pair of shoes though. Ugh, a little rich for my blood. Uh we'll see how all that turns out for him and his son Lonzo. But You're going to have to sell a lot of tennis shoes to match, a lot of tennis shoes at $495 a pop to match what Nike is paying those rookie NBA players in endorsement deals. So hopefully that doesn't come back to bite him and he cost his son tens of millions of dollars. So the last thing I got before we get out of here tonight is Jay Cutler uh, following Tony Romo's lead and going to the booth. Uh, I really thought Jay had uh, you know, another couple of years left in him. He's Jay Cutler. He's not gonna go win you a Super Bowl if you're the Browns or the Jets or the 49ers. But I thought that Jay may have had something left in the tank. But I, I really look forward to seeing Jay Cutler on Sunday mornings. I want I want like him to just embrace all of the Jay Cutler stuff that's ever been said about him like bring a uh, unlit cigarette into studio and whenever they're talking to something just do a straight jay cutler face on everybody and just i don't care about that at all. You know, just the most jay cutler interaction of all time. Like I would have like a cutler's corner or something. Fox, uh <laughs> Fox could have got some real entertainment value out of that. So that's all I have for you guys today. Uh Hopefully, you know, you've been reading the blog, checking out, getting caught up on all the podcasts. Uh, you know, comment if you hear something that we said that you like, uh, you know, t- or today's episode, me, uh, recording this alone because my schedule got a little crazy, so I'm trying to get the early week podcast out. Uh, if you guys hear something you like, tell us about it. If you hear something you didn't like, tell me about it. You know, we we, we like debate. Uh, hopefully, you guys are enjoying uh, following along. We're... Uh, three months into this now uh approaching a thousand listens uh so thank you guys uh you know everyone that goes and tells somebody about what they think you know hey i liked listening to these guys uh you know give them a try uh, thank you for everybody who likes our posts likes our retweets uh you know hopefully you guys will enjoy following along as we try to grow this thing So that's been all for me today. Everybody have a good work week. And uh, let me know if you see anything you want to talk about on the end of week podcast. For the Fumbling Punter, I am Devin Keeney. Goodbye.